Alright, Shalom family. Alright, this is my second attempt to do this. So, my first video, well, my first recording, I want to go over a, a deep discussion on the racial integrity laws. <clears throat> because apparently, everyone's starting to see what so-called Caucasians or you just call them Europeans as they are Europeans that's just trying to push their power around push they squatting they, well they've been squatting for a while so but the racial integrity law is 1924 to 1930 and I'll try my best to go over as much as I can so this all has to do with you calling yourself you trying to call yourself African or African American or European or whatever you want to call yourself but this pertains to the so called African Americans in this land so I'll start with the just the, the rough draft of it though so here we go Racial integrity laws were passed by the General Assembly to protect whiteness against what many Virginians perceived to be the negative effects of race mixing. They included the Racial Integrity Act of 1924, which prohibited interracial marriage and defined as a white person who has no traits whatsoever of any blood other than, other than Caucasian. The public assemblages of 19. Uh, excuse me, the Public Assemblages Act of 1926, which required all public meeting spaces to be strictly segregated. And the third act, passed in 1930, that defined as a black person who has even a trace of African American ancestry, which that's a hijack that Europeans made that up. So, I'll break that down soon though. But I want to break down some other things that's more important. This way of defining whiteness as a kind of purity and bloodline became known as the one-drop rule. I'll go over that when I'm done with this part. These laws arrived at a time when the pseudoscience of white superiority called eugenics gained support by groups like the Anglo-Saxon Clubs of America, which argued the mixing of whites, African Americans, and Virginia Indians. Now, I want to go over, I want to say something real quick. This doesn't just pertain to Virginia, this pertains to everywhere in America. And I'm not talking about the corporation, the United States. I'm talking about the Americas. Alright, let's continue. Could cause great societal harm despite the fact that the races had intermixed since European settlement. From his position as the State Registrar of Vital Statistics, now this is the person that's, that applied on birth certificates, their race or whatever they want to call it, must be recorded on paper. Walter A. Plecker micromanaged the racial classifications of Virginians often worrying that blacks were attempting to pass as white 
Virginia Indians were particularly incensed by the, by the laws and by Plecker in particular because the state seemed intent on removing any legal recognition of Indian identity in favor of the broader category color. We're talking about copper color people, copper color cons. They're talking about us. We're talking about Psalms 83, verse 4. Crafty counsel to remove that the fact that the colors or the copper color cons, the copper color Americans in this land that were Columbus already found here are the actual Indians. So they were already at hand doing a paper genocide. Well, let's call it an indigenous genocide. But the people already here were already solely belonging to this land, belonging to the Most High. After one failed try, lawmakers largely achieved its goal in 1930, drawing negative reaction from the black press. The Racial Integrity Act remained on the books until 1967, when the U.S. Supreme Court in, in, Loving, in, in Loving v. Virginia found its prohibition of interracial marriage to be unconstitutional. In 2001, the General Assembly denounced the act and eugenics as racist. Now, you didn't hear about intermarriage and intermix mentioned about a few times. But they know we're not supposed to intermix, intermingle, we're not supposed to do that according to Deuteronomy 7, 3, and 4. But the one th- another th- but it was one thing I wanted to get down to is the one drop rule. If we're talking about one drop, we're talking about one blood, that means we are American Indians, we're not Africans, we're not anything, we're not Kaffirs, we're not hot and tots, which is just basically a slur word term for a big butt African but I don't want to get into that but my point is we are one blood we are we are the actually pure bloods we actually don't know where those Europeans come from they don't have an origin that's from the beginning the entire earth was populated with melanated people but we don't we're not all cut from the same cloth so, if we're talking about pure one blood, we're talking about a copper color nation of people that's indigenous to this land since the beginning. So, let's get to, the, I want to move to the background of this. Let's move to the background of what they've been trying to do. So, there's a lot, but I'm going to I'll probably cover at least two or three paragraphs of this. There's a lot in the background. So, here we go. Let's go. White Virginians had long been concerned with carefully defining the legal rights of different races. Interracial relationships and thus mixed race children were common from the earliest settlement period amongst among whites, free blacks, and Indians. <clears throat> and especially under slavery, when female slaves were regularly subjected to forced relations with white men. 
Despite the close social connections between races, the legal system created separate racial categories in order to establish status and rights. In 1662, the General Assembly articulated the key concept that a child followed the condition of the mother no matter the status of the father, both providing incentive for slaveholders to increase their slave property by impregnating enslaved women and also contributing to the concept that whiteness would be defined by the absence of blackness. Hmm. In 1705, the General Assembly articulated specific racial groups and restricted the rights of African Americans, Indians, and mulattoes, defining the latter. Let's see what that is real quick. Sorry about that, y'all. Excuse me. All right, go ahead. Let's go. Defining the latter as anyone who was the child of an Indian or the child, grandchild, or great-grandchild of an African-American. In 1785, the definition was simplified. A mulatto was anyone with one-fourth or more Negro blood. I'm, you, know, you know, there's this book called Races of Men, I mentioned in my intro video, called Races of Men. Talking about mulattoes are, not, are never meant to be. You're not supposed to be here. Let's just get that down. Let's just get down to that. That's simple facts right there. Mulattoes were never meant to be a race of people to exist. I'm going to just leave it at that, so let's just continue for now. In 1860, the definition stayed the same. Six years later, however, mulatto was replaced by the word colored, and Indians were now defined as being not colored and having one-fourth or more Indian blood. The definition remained the same in 1887 and 1910, but in the latter year, the assembly broadened its definition of a colored person to someone with one-sixteenth or more Negro blood. Now, that's the hijack. Mulatto is a mulatto. Mulatto is basically of Negro, Negro blood and Caucasian. That's a mulatto. Can call them colored. I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned in Facebook Live that mulattoes are unstable. They're unstable. They're an unstable species of people. They think that they are highly superior than us, than anybody. Mulattoes can have blue eyes, they can have hazel brown, or they can have green eyes. They're not pure bloods. And that's not what the Most High creates. The Most High creates pure bloods. He doesn't create mulattoes. This is why he created the law. He created that he created that law in the Torah. That we are not to enter, we are not to give our sons or our daughters to theirs because they will cause them to steer away from the truth, from what's righteous, from the righteous ways of keeping the laws, statutes, and commandments. Let's let's go let's go some more. Let's go through some more. 
Such definitions were a function of white supremacy or a way of organizing society in which whites used the laws, social customs, and sometimes violence to maintain power over other racial groups. In time, some whites came to believe that their power was threatened by immigration and especially racial mixing. Although non-marital relationships were, were, com were commonplace interracial marriages, that, legal, that legally recognized any such relationship had been prohibited in Virginia since 1691 and declared absolutely void since 1849. Still, whites, blacks, and Indians in Virginia sometimes married. According to federal census reports, between 1890 and 1910, the number of mixed-race Virginians, or mulattoes, as they were referred to in the census, increased from 122,441 to 222,910. However, that number dropped drastically in 1920 to 164,000 to 170, 164,171. Now, wait a minute. Uh, I gotta go back to my book again. I gotta go back to my book again. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let me see if I can pull it up. Starting to enjoy this. This recording already. Let me see if I can find that page and races of men. Let's see. I got a lot of bookmark pages. Because if we're here, if we're reading, if we're hearing, that they, the, the mulattoes numbers have dropped. I mean, they need to cease. Because there's so many of them. Y'all see them every day. That means they were never meant to be here. Let me see if I can find it. Give me a moment, family. I gotta find that. We gotta. I gotta find it. Here we go. Let's just go with this. By intermarriage, an individual is produced intermediate generally by and partaking of each parent. But this mulatto man or woman is a monstrosity of nature. There is no place for such a family. No such race exists on the earth. No such race. Let's, let me go down here real quick. To maintain, it would require a systematic course of intermarriage with constant droughts from the pure races whence the mixed race derives its origin. They were never meant to be here. So such thing as a mulatto. But here they are now. If we're talking about restoring natural order to the earth, the same earth that the creator, the most high, the creator of all things that created. We're talking about back to pure bloods, no mulattoes, no mix. Never meant to be here. Are y'all with me here? All right, stay with me here. Let's go back. 
Some white people wondered whether this change, along with a longer, more gradual decline in the number of black Virginians, was the result of African Americans passing as white. Lottos. But, let me drop this drop on you real quick. Definition of what I mean by white means a pure blood, one blood, pure blood. Our blood is pure. Why do you think we're in... Okay, I, I used to donate plasma like back to back. Now waking up to who I am now, knowing what I know, that our blood is a lot more valuable to the most high than to strangers. But... What it means is a pure blood. If you were talking about pure, we're talking about pure and white, clean, pure blood, not tainted with any other nations like the Caucasian or Europeans, French, Italians, the Scandinavians, any other type of like that. That it's not us, that's not copper color. Especially Africans. Even though they're melanated like us, but we're not cut from the same cloth. Let's get one. Let's get one more. Let's get one more. Helping to fuel these concerns was the eugenics movement, which was based on the idea that humans can be selectively bred in similar similar ways to to plants and animals. Using large excuse me statistical studies, eugenicists purported to scientifically demonstrate that mental illness and criminal tendencies were inherited and should be specifically limited in the human population. They also argue that African Americans, Indians, poor people, criminals, prostitutes, and alcoholics all suffer from inferior genes. For this reason, many eugenicists maintained it was critically important that whites not mix with supposedly inferior races Eugenics was later widely discredited as pseudoscience. Hmm. This is still on mulattoes. Mental illness. Mental illness. mental illness as they said you know I don't have to really go through into much about what I already said about mulattoes or as we call them mixed children or yellow bone or whatever you want to call them but mulattoes in general mulattoes in general are unstable minds not all the way connected they had I mean just like their European counterpart they seem to believe that they are superior to everyone else even their European counterpart and so called African American counterpart but let's just move on for now let's move on let's move on to the racial integrity act let's see what that's got to say And I'll just read the first part of it. In 
You know, let's start at the second paragraph. We already got the first part. Another law passed in 1924 defined a colored person as having one sixteenth or more Negro blood, the same as in 1910, and an Indian as having the same proportion of Indian blood, a broadening of the 1910 definition. The Racial Integrity Act went a step further and attempted a first for Virginia, defining a white person. According to the proposed law, to be a white person must have no trace whatsoever of any blood other than Caucasian. In other words, the standard already being applied by Walter Plecker. However, white, however, people who had less than one 60, 64th part Indian and no African American heritage, you see how they try to separate us from who we are, would still be considered white. This exception catered to those elite Virginians who counted themselves as descendants of Pocahontas and John Rolfe. Let's see who John Rolfe is. Oh. You mean that same person in the Disney movie John Smith? John Rolfe. Yeah, I wish I could show y'all the picture, but y'all gotta go Google this yourselves. Google up the racial integrity laws. 1924. See who John Rolfe is. I'll just read a quick backdraft of it though. John Rolfe served as a, served as secretary and recorder general for of, of, of Virginia 1614 to 1619 as a member of the governor's council 1614-1622. He is best known having married Pocahontas in 1690 excuse me, for being the first to cultivate marketable tobacco in Virginia. Joined by his first wife, whose name is unknown, Rolf sailed on the sea on the sea venture, a Virginia-bound trip, a excuse a Virginia-bound ship that wrecked off the islands of Bermuda in 1609. There, his wife gave birth to a daughter, but mother and child soon died. In Virginia, Rolf turned to experimenting with tobacco, a plan first brought to England from Florida. Where did they get their tobacco? They got their tobacco from our lands, not from Africa, not from any, not from Europe, from America. They got it from Florida, as I believe is where the Tamaquins are. Hmm. Hmm. Dodge the hijack. As us being American Indians. If y'all ever seen that Disney movie Pocahontas, you know, the tribe that the, the chieftain was in the right to try to, 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 to execute John Smith. This is just real quick. I'm just going over this and I get back to it. He was in the right to execute him because he was already an invader. That's just right there. He was already an invader. He's invading. He was in a place where he wasn't supposed to be. So. That John Smith is actually John Rolfe. Mary Pocahontas. 
know intermarriages, but they know the picture they got up is two Caucasians. Let's just get off. Let's get off the gas on that. Let's get off of it. Let's get off of it. <laughs> Let's move. Let's read a little bit into John's and Sorrell's cases. You know, I haven't read this yet, but we're going to we learn it together. <clears throat> In September 1924, James Connor and Dorothy Johns applied for a marriage license in Rockbridge County. The clerk, A.T. Shields, determined that Connor was white, but that Johns, and that Johns, in addition to being part white, was also part Indian and African American. You're either African American or you American Indian. Let's just get that straight too. Moving on. Citing the Racial Integrity Act, he refused to issue a li- issue a license, and Johns immediately sued in the Circuit Court of Rockbridge County, testifying before Judge Henry W. Holt. Walter Plecker presented birth records showing John's colored ancestry as Amherst in Amherst County, and Silas Coleman, a resident of Amherst County, provided anecdotal corroboration. John's attorney argued that those family members referred to as colored were in fact Indian and ambiguity, excuse me, (laughs) ambiguity common to 19th century record keeping. Judge Holt refused to issue the license, finding sufficient evidence that John was at least part African-American. He did, however, note the ways in which the case suggested problems with the Racial Integrity Act. For one, there was no consistent definition of Indian in Virginia law, making it difficult to use historical records to determine ancestry. For another, he foresaw problems related to the burden of proof laid out by the law. Would it always be possible for a legally white person to satisfactorily prove that he or she had no non-white ancestors? He suspected not. Mm. Mm. Now, they were denied because they were denied. You are not allowed. Deuteronomy 7, 3, and 4 speaks so loud in this in, the, in this law. You squatters, you settlers. Like I said, the devil knows the Bible too front and back. He knows it front and back. But he goes against everything that the Most High stands for, that it's righteous. I'm just saying, though. Up to you. Go look it up for yourself. Racial integrity laws of 1924 to 1930. Read it for yourself. Don't go by what my words are. Read it for yourself instead of being told. I'm just giving you a quick rough draft of everything about this subject. Let's, Let's see. 
let's go to what they got public assemblages act final acts alright let's go to the final acts then let's go to timelines now our legacy then timeline alright let's read a little bit from uh, final acts in 1928, the General Assembly attempted to fix a problem with its racial definitions. According to the law, a colored person was someone with one sixteenth or more Negro blood, while a white person had no trace of non-white blood. So how should the law define someone who has part African American but less than one sixteenth? Hmm. Let me read that again. According to the law, a colored person was someone with one sixteenth or more Negro blood, while a white person had no trace of non-white blood. So how should a law define someone who has part African American but less than one sixteenth? Let's get this straight. It's that simple. If an American, American Indian, Caucasian, intermi- intermix, procreate to make a child, that child is a mulatto, is a mixture of the, both the parents, which goes against the Torah. I pray those who listen to this actually understand this this has got nothing to do with race this is the truth a handful of them know we're not supposed to be with them and a bunch of us are, spo- are supposed to know that we are not supposed to be with them that's just common that's just the, the laws of nature and when I mention nature and I'm talking about the creator I'm talking about the most high alpha and omega Rather than create a new category, House Bill Number 2 introduced by James H. Price of Richmond on January 18th redefined colored. The term now will be applicable to anyone having any ascertainable degree of Negro blood or who is descended on the part of the father or mother from Negro ancestors. Now that actually debunks that it debunks you are what your father is. You're what your father and your mother is. You're part, you're part Negro, you're part Caucasian, or part European. Or who is descended, excuse me, who is descended on the part of the father or mother from Negro ancestors without reference to or limit of time or number of generations removed. This concept became popularly known as the one drop rule. We inherit the one drop rule. That's originally with us. We are the one drop rule. We are we of the one drop. To American Indian parents, you they create an American Indian child. One drop, pure blood. That's how it's meant to be. As our numbers increase, their numbers decrease. The mulatto's numbers also decrease. Actually, they cease to exist. I 
guarantee you the most I will make that happen. But the only thing right now, most I want us to do is stay out of his way and don't come near what he's doing. Because what he's doing with the wicked, that's to both sides, our, our people and theirs. It's got nothing to do with us. Unless you feel curious, you get one scratch on yourself or being in the way, all types of hell is going to break loose. <clears throat> Let's continue. Let's get one more. Let's get one more out of this. Virginia Indians vigorously opposed the bill, fearing that such language would lead to their being legally identified as color and by extension to their legal and cultural identity being erased. I will tie a stone around my neck and jump in the James River rather than be classed as a Negro. Cook. What? Okay. I mentioned before. You know what? It's better to just go to it. Let me let me go to Google real quick. Dang. Let's get the definition of Negro. Because Negro has two different... If we're going to use the term Negro, at least use the, the term meaning... American Indian. But here's the meaning of Negro. A member of a dark-skinned group of people originally native to Africa south of the Sahara. Relating to black people. Black meaning Africans. Latin, Niger, Black, Spanish, Portuguese. Negro mid-16th century. That's what Negro is. So let's read that. Let's read that paragraph one more time. This is what the Indian said. I will tie a stone around my neck and jump in the James River rather than be classed as a Negro. This is what Cook. Okay, this is from Cook of the Pamunkey Indians said at a Senate hearing on February 3rd. Black press in Virginia took issue with Cook's statements for their perceived insult to African Americans. What? <laughs> I, I can't make this up. I'm reading exactly what this says. Because you know that is an insult to us. But to those that gave in to being colonized, they find it offensive to what they are called now African Americans. You know, so what? Let them be offended. But I feel like Cook was in the right. That is an insult because you're not just going to erase us. What's what's already been here legal? What they were doing to our identity was illegal. Let's continue. In the Richmond Planet, John Mitchell Jr. responded sarcastically. Certain it is that Negroes join with him in, the, in his effort to maintain the racial integrity of his tribe, and they do not want any of its mongrel members thrown over to their side of the contention. While the House passed the price bill by a vote of 68 to 9 on January 30th, the Senate rejected it on February 13th, 26 to 13. 
So being awake to who you are now, after hearing this, would you would you still want to be on their side? You know, this isn't a race thing. This is just bringing yourself back to the natural order of things. Tartars, as they call us as well, too. Don't put on your child's living birth living birth certificate as black or African American. Just have it as they are, their name when they was born. Because we're autonomous. We're indigenous. We're aboriginals. That's who we are. We're going against this act. We're going against these laws that they created. These are laws for their lands. And this is not their land. They've been squatting here for years. Don't take my word for it. Go look, search it up on Google. Read for yourself. See why. See how they classified us as African American. Alright. Let's get to the timeline. Now let's get to the legacy. Starting with April 1691, the General Assembly passes an act for suppressing outlying slaves, creating penalties for unlawfully absent slaves, outlawing interracial marriage, and requiring all newly freed slaves to leave the colony. You know, we never wanted to be colonized in the first place. And we knew from the beginning that we were never to be intermixed or have intermarriage with other nations in the first place but with our own people. October 1705, in an act declaring who shall not bear office in this country, the General Assembly establishes eligibility requirements for holding office in Virginia. 1785, in an act declaring what person shall be deemed mulattoes, the General Assembly defines a mulatto as a person with one-fourth or more Negro blood, which we have now, but I'm not even, that's just, no matter how much they have, they got half and half, half from either the Negro father or mother, or, and also half of the Negro, half of the European 
father or a mother, half and half. But like I said, like I read in a paragraph, like I read in a tiny paragraph in Races of Men, there's no such race, as they call it. 1849, the General Assembly declares that all marriages between whites and African Americans are absolutely void. But they go against that anyway. A lot of people go against that. You know, this is just to Virginia, though. You know, I wonder, too. It's just just a rhetorical question. Are there any intermarriages in Virginia? I don't know. There's a lot of inter, especially in Colorado. There's a lot of intermar, inter, intermarriage, interracial marriages. Excuse me. There's a lot there. You see them here where I am right now. You know, I mean, it raises a lot of questions, but you figure it out. You being a so-called African American, which better term. American Indian are you are you more equally yoked with your own or are you equally yoked which is obviously it's not are you equally yoked with another nation that does not understand the laws such as the commandments that he gave to his people you answer that question for yourself 1853 to 1896 the General Assembly requires that all births and marriages be recorded in that the race of all parties be noted. Now, there's the kicker right there. We don't have to do that anymore. That's their law. I said this in a live feed. How is it a land that's, that should be conquered? You must take out its king and its people. Now, listen closely, my American family. Are we extinct? And is our king, which who is eternal? Are we extinct? And is our king gone? No, we are not. The Most High still lives eternally. You cannot destroy something. You cannot destroy infinite power. Our king is unseen, but to us he is seen because in our hearts because we know he's there. He is unseen, but he is seen because we know in our heart he is there. He is existing. Just like all the archangels, the cherubim, the seraphim, the dragons, those divine beings, just like they exist. Those laws, these laws do not apply to us because we are, we are indigenous, we are autonomous. They don't matter to us because they're not originally from here. Look up the 1800 definition of American. To it is to the copper colored race that we already found here. Now apply to the Europeans that are born here. They're not real Americans, they're Europeans. They've been squatting since they first settled here. Catch my drift? 1866. The General Assembly defines as colored a person who has one fourth or more Negro blood and as Indian, a person who has one-fourth or more Indian blood. Now, I'm not going to say I got one-fourth or nothing because I'm full Indian. Knowing what I know now, full Indian. And y'all don't y'all dare 
Don't y'all dare go use that ancestry mess, that BS. They just want to pick up some dirt and say that you this and that. They're going to try to slap, make, try to make you claim that you're African. I told you we look completely different. Our creation was completely different from the rest of the world. Let me just leave it at that. 1910. The General Assembly defines as colored a person who has one sixteenth or more Negro blood, and as and as Indian a person who is not colored and has one fourth or more Indian blood. Color me and copper color comes. You are the Indian or you are the Indian or not. Like I said, it's too much proof. Too much proof that we are the original people of this land. I've never been to Africa. Neither has any of my my, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-great-great-grandmother, my great-great-great-grandfather. They've never been. All born here. All farmers. Nip that in the, that's nip that in the bud. That goes for anybody here, too. If y'all talking about leaving America, why you gonna leave your home? Why you gonna leave your land of milk and honey? You're just not finding out who you are. Or do you want to find out who you are? You just want to make this just a passing fancy and say, oh man, that's messed up. Find out why it's messed up. I'm just doing my best to do my part. I'm not perfect at it, but I'm just trying to give you encouragement to look for yourself. It says it in scripture as well. Study thyself to show thyself approved. Edify yourself. Stop getting mad mad every damn time you see something going on with our people. That's because they keep classifying themselves as African-American. They're making ourselves, they're making us a target. That African-American is basically nothing. When they shoot us down, it means it's nothing. That's why they get off. That's why them cops get off with with, with, with no type of jail time. Because we classify ourselves still as African-American. It means nothing. Now, American Indian, that speaks volumes. Get on the vibration of the most high. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's go. Let's keep going. March 12, 1912. The General Assembly creates the Bureau of Vital Statistics requiring that all births and deaths be recorded and the race of all parties be noted. Remember, these do not apply to us. They don't. 1918, the General Assembly requires that the Bureau of Vital Statistics record all marriages in the state and note the races of husbands and wives. We never needed a marriage license. Never needed a marriage license. These never applied to us. Stop looking at everything through the mirror and look at the reality of things. September 1922, Ernest Sevier Cox and John Powell found the Anglo Saxon clubs in America, warning that an increase in miscegenation. Miscegenation threatens to destroy white civilization by wiping out all its desirable racially exclusive traits and characteristics. July 22, 1923, the Richmond Times dispatched publishes articles by Ernest 
S.S. Cox and John Powell under the headline, Is White America to Become a Negroid Nation? It was already a Negroid Nation. They just came in and started squatting. Y'all claimed that y'all conquered, but y'all didn't. Because our king still lives. Once again, I'm saying it again. Our king still lives on. He is eternal. He is eternal. He is not man. And his people are still living too. Let's go a little further down. This timeline is crazy. Let's go to 1984. All right, 1984. The Nansmond tribe receives official state recognition. February 14, 1989, the Monacan tribe receives official state recognition. Now, they're believing that the American Indians are extinct. And then here we come with these European $5 Indians. Dodge the hijack as I read these timelines. 1997. 50 years after Walter Plecker's death, Governor George Allen makes correction makes correcting birth certificates easier for Virginia Indians. February 14, 2001, the Senate of Virginia agrees to House Joint Resolution Number 607, expressing regret for Virginia's experience with eugenics. The House of Delegates had agreed to the resolution on February 2nd. February 16th. Virginia extends state recognition to Padawamic tribe, the Nottawa, the Nottawa of Virginia, and the Cherryonaka Haka, Cherryonaka, Nottawa. talking about a confusion a mass confusion a mass confusion about who we are they tried to they tried to force these laws upon us now when we were asleep we was into that we was in there but now that who we are we never had to comply to any of these laws we don't comply to settlers laws because they're not originally from this land we don't even know where these Europeans come from because they don't have an origin now if you think I'm wrong go read it for yourself but this is how they did it Walter Plecker is the very reason that all applications have black African-American. See, they got African, then they got African-American, then they got American Indian, which you never had to put that on there in the first place. Which we don't understand. In the first place, we should have just turned them around. None of this would have happened. But because of our disobedience, they came on ships. It just did what they did we're talking about our identity an identity genocide 
a genocide of people that were originally just minding their own damn business. But just like who we are, we had to be gullible, curious of their weapons, of the things that they brought to us. Columbus was fascinated with what he found, all the gold that he found. all the resources he found. You know, he didn't go to Africa. If Africa's supposed to be so rich in resources, why did Columbus come here? I'm just speaking the truth. The best I can. So, I really want y'all to just, I really want y'all to read for yourselves. I mean, read this for yourself. It's all here. All the facts are here. It's a mighty insult to who we are. So, I have a rhetorical question for you. Would you rather be hit, be woken hidden? would you rather be still consciously asleep in an open target meaning would you rather be who you are meaning an, an American Indian autonomous to this land you are the original of this land or would you be rather or would you rather be called an American Indian Excuse me, African American. As African American, you an open target. That means that they shoot you. That means nothing to them. That means they won't get in trouble. But I'm gonna just leave it at that, though. I'm gonna just end it off with here. You know, I'll pray to do some more on other subjects. I just wanted to. I just feel like I needed to make this my first subject. Cause when I first talked about it. It was just short, going through each of each and every one of them. I mean, you know, that's that's what's up. This is some mind-boggling information. If we're talking about white, meaning we're purebloods, we're not mixed with anything. Now, with them, they got they're mixed with all types of us because they intermix with all types. I mean, with our people, the Africans, the Scandinavians, anything that's of Europe, that's not us. Remember, our creation was completely different. We're com- we look completely different from the rest of the world, just like our dragons look completely different. But uh, I'm gonna close it off in here. Y'all be safe out there. Stay prayed up. Dodge to hijack my family. Dodge to hijack. Don't believe in the hype. And all that saying, I wish I could just, woo, I could just go on. It seems like on this app, it gives me five minutes. That's a good hour. That's all right. I can, I covered a lot within that hour. Dodge the hijack like again, like I said. Don't com- don't conform to what they say is the law, because the only laws we conform to is the laws of the Most High. 
And right now, what he wants us to do is just to live, try to live a righteous life. And that's how, that's all I'm going to just say about that. Stay out of his way because he's handled up on the wicked. Because the wicked's going to get theirs. Yes, things, things, things will not stop because the most high is in control of this. They are literally, the wicked is literally marching or walking into their pending doom. And we need to stay out of his way. That's all he asks us to do. And I'm going to just leave it at that too. So be safe out there. Pray for one another. Love one another. My cup of color cons. Much a hop to you all. Shalom family.